Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or riding your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And after this podcast, they're going to take me into a white room and disassemble me. Great. Find Just, out how I work. Yep. Pop your arms off. Uh, uh-huh. Dig around in those guts what's going on my skin just slides right off uh yeah. you know you can get a variety of different styles if you want uh you donated they showed your a playstation body 5 sony yes they did uh, yeah that's right Ugh. uh they tore it apart ripped it to shreds we're like hey this is how it works yeah uh, which is an interesting video uh, i watched it two or three times because it's it's nice and relaxing asmr yeah uh I was informed that there is Mark Cerny ASMR. The people have just taken a bunch of him talking at conferences and like put calming music behind it. Well, that makes sense, I guess. He is the yeah. most ASMR of all. Uh, what would you call him? Uh, I guess executive. You know, he, he's yeah, not quite on um, the level of uh, Kaz Harai, but who is? He is an architect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like Seth Rollins. The, the art. Well, I was going to say, like, the art bandolet of uh, PlayStation hardware, but sure. sure. Like Seth Rollins. That's Mark freaking much more Cerny. complimentary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we found out what's inside Mark Cerny's box. Uh, yeah. A whole lot of cooling equipment, it turns out. Yes. Uh, like, half of that thing is heat sink, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. this lines up, this is basically what we expected anyway. Like, when it came out, yeah. that was so big, we were like, oh. It has to just be all cooling stuff in there Because that was also the report When um, they were talking about uh, The production issues that was having Early in the year Was yeah, that they were spending a whole bunch of money liquid, on the cooling huh? The liquid metal thing I think was probably what was Causing the hang up with yes, that Yes that's also what I thought Because like fans and heat sinks whatever That wouldn't be yeah. a huge deal um, Yeah but they're they're using this Uh I guess it's proprietary, right? They're the ones that are investing in this liquid metal cooling for the actual chip. I don't know. I think it's been around in other stuff, but I think the main thing the, is that it was a... not made in enough quantities for the consoles, and so maybe yeah. that's where it's coming from. I'm not sure. And now, according to them, they've got plenty. Yeah, there's just a T-1000 in every PlayStation. Uh, oh, no. They just cut a little bit of them off each yeah. time they need some more. It's like oh, Looper. mean. Uh they just oh. have uh, Robert Patrick sitting in a chair And they cut a little bit off his pinky And there's one PlayStation Be nice to Robert Patrick Why? He was He's in Speed 2 cop. He's doing the best he can out there mm. It's a tough world for cops right now, Larry <laughs> Yeah, Terminator Especially cops matter. with knife hands <laughs> Yeah, that's right <laughs> I mean, he, well, he can run real fast So 
I got something. a flag outside where like the middle line is silver and a lot of people <laughs> come up and they ask me, hey, George, what does the silver line stand for? And I got to be like, oh, I got to explain it to you. All right. Robert Patrick, he starred in, Ro- in Terminator 2. RoboCop, Robo that's Cop. right. <laughs> but RoboCop also matters. He still falls within the thin silver line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, RoboCop was good because he killed a whole bunch of executives. Hey, how'd the podcast go today? Well, we talked about the PS5 teardown for two minutes and then started talking about RoboCop. As it should be. Everything is right in um, the world. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the, oh, God. There, there was something I was going to say about that, and then we got... The side panels yeah. just pop right off, baby. Xbox 360 yeah. faceplates, they're coming back. They're going to come back. Like, whether or not that is Sony's intention with yeah. those, someone will take those, they will mold them, and they will start making aftermarket, like, side panels for yeah. that thing. Yeah, because it's just plastic. Like, yeah. there's nothing to it, and it doesn't really, like, it doesn't affect even the cooling of it because all the vents are on the front and back. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I was going to People say. immediately the... are just going to be like, here's your Miles Morales side plates or whatever. Uh, that's what I was going to say is I, I think you could also assume that the reason the console looks the way it does and is as big as it does is due to cooling because the whole like when Mark Cerny got up there and talked about it for the first time, he would just go on and on about how loud the PlayStation 4 was and yeah. how hot the PlayStation 4 got. So like like that seems to have been the design intention from the very start. Mark Cerny's two things he hates the most are going through narrow spaces for loading and uh-huh. the PlayStation being loud. You know because what? Mark if that's Cerny, what he hates. Thank God. He's. I don't he's, like it either. I know he's. He's very soft spoken. He wants the PlayStation to match that timber, uh, and so yeah. that's fine with me. The PlayStation Five should sound like Mark Cerny breathing. That's yeah. how quiet it should be. Mm-hmm. Which is to say, it's imperceptible mouse. to all except like the dogs. Yeah, it's the only frequency. Like they they can pick up on that, but we can't. Yes, but yeah, out of all of that, uh, the most exciting thing to me was the side panels coming off easily. Yeah, because like, uh, I which love they need to. 360 faceplates. I had mm-hmm. ones of full auto and the outfit, which came with pre-ordering games, and I want that to come back. Let me pay, I don't know, like twenty dollars extra to get a special side panel set for the Bloodborne Two. Or whatever. Do wood grain do wood grain paneling. Yes. That would also you be You kinda good. have like yeah. Someone will do that, I am sure. And oh, I will yeah. buy that. I am also sure. Uh yeah. Um they need to come off though because that's how you access the slot to put in the uh additional SSD if you want to expand the memory on the yep. thing. Uh, there's like a little M dot two slot in there. Uh which I don't know. I wish it were just a slot in the back, kind of like the Xbox, where you just plug a card in there. It's mm-hmm. kind of unfortunate that it's not, but at the same time, that will probably keep it cheaper. No, so. no. as uh. it turns out, uh, because I don't know if you've looked at the prices for PCIe four. I have. I have not NVMe no. drives, but eh, you're going to be spending about the same amount as you would on the Xbox memory card. So. But will I be able to burn my hand, f- sear the flesh right off like Jeff Bacalar? Uh, I mean, probably not, because it would also, like, it's a whole process of getting it out, and by the time you get in there, it'd probably be cooled off a little bit. Sure. Also, the unit itself seems like it keeps itself pretty cool. 
Yeah. Uh, because the PlayStation 5 is in some people's hands, not as much as the amount of people who seem to already have a Series X. Uh, I uh, well, Travis Scott apparently has one. That's the only person I know of that has a PS5 at the moment. My understanding is it's mostly people in Japan. Like oh, there's, well, yeah. I think, at least one Japanese streamer who they gave one to. Uh, I don't is, think there's really anyone in the States. Just like last week or whatever it was, there was that thing where they... Uh, they invite Japanese YouTubers over to look at it, but you cannot yeah. touch the console. Do oh, not well, touch. But I don't want to touch the console. So that led to videos of them just like getting really close to it and like smelling it <laughs> and stuff, which is pr- also pretty good. But oh god, we're going to invite a bunch of YouTubers over because we know they can't touch the console. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All these Genshin Impact characters Hell yeah uh, If anyone knows how to commission a, a VTuber avatar Please get in touch with me How? Mine would just be mine, I, I don't know They can figure it out Well I mean you might Our mention your, Might mention your tweeter or something Instead of eh. just saying Get in contact with me Eh Leave a comment on this web zone Come to my, come to my house and let me know Just knock on my front door Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Yeah, give me a call. Um, yeah, I, I was also reading about this the the whole knock on like, door, uh, like Xbox boogie. thing. Come at the door oh, with no. a gun. Oh no! Hold you at gunpoint until they tell me how to make a VTuber avatar. That's right. I'm wearing my Shadow of the Tomb Raider <laughs> T-shirt. My my VTuber avatar, as it happens, is just Boogie wearing a Shadow of the Tomb Raider T-shirt. Oh no. You're not going That's to get right. views that way. <laughs> I beg to differ. Well, I think I'm going to get a lot of views doing that, actually. Uh, and yeah, then Boogie's man. just going to come to my home with an actual gun, and I'm going to have to stop doing it. Mm. Infringing on his intellectual property, apparently. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there, there was a thing about how apparently the Series X like has heating issues, which it sounds completely overblown. It's not actually getting so ridiculously hot that it's going to be a problem. But it's definitely getting hotter than the PlayStation 5. Uh, but that makes sense to me, too, because it seems like its whole thing is more like heat dissipation. Yeah, like uh, the whereas... whole case apparently is like kind of a heat yeah. sink in a way. Um, but also... Yes, and so I've been uh, doing well... that with my Raspberry Pi, and I can at least say, like, that keeps shit cool. Mm. Like, actually having the case be the heat sink and dissipating all that actually keeps everything pretty chilly in there. So... I imagine, like, the actual components are going to run perfectly fine inside the Series X. Also, those consoles that are out there are, like, prototype versions. Uh, They're not necessarily the same as the final product, so that could also change things a little bit. Uh, Because some of the people who got the prototype things were like, "Uh, Microsoft would not be sending these out if they were a fire hazard or something like that. Oh, sure. I agree with that. Um... The more concerning thing to me is that apparently it continues to build heat while it's in sleep mode. That seems not great. But then apparently, like, the Xbox One X also does that, which I did not know about until people started bringing it up during this. Yeah, you told that, like, you mentioned that to me, and I was like, yeah, the Xbox One X does that. Mine did it. It's not a huge deal. And in fact, part of that is just going to be it, like, continuing to run for, like, a quick boot up. So... 
Yeah, whatever. Sure, but the PlayStation 4 you can put to sleep and it does not heat up at all. So it's still kind of weird to me that it would be like pumping out heat while it's in sleep mode. Well, I can put your brain to sleep. How about that? I mean, I probably wouldn't be pumping out heat if you did that. That's right. It'd be like in Splinter Cell where you shoot a guy and then you put on the thermal goggles and watch him go cold. Oh, man. That was yeah. cool. That's how I want to die. Someone just watching me Sam Fisher. Goggles. Uh-huh. And then someone just confirming the kill using yeah. uh thermal technology. Sure. And then they just like walk back and forth like between curtains to look at the cloth physics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? That sounds fun. Do it. Man, Splinter Cell was cool. They're it was. We'll never do one. one ever again. <laughs> nope. nope. It's not happening. <sighs> I played video games recently. I don't believe you. I played six of them. How about that? Oh no, you're turning into me. Well, I hope not. Are you trying to get all the achievements in all these games? I'm afraid I got some bad news for you, Larry. You're turning into me. (laughs) Uh, well... So there actually, there's a reason for that, though. Uh, for one thing, these are all short, and it was pretty easy to get all of the achievements sure. in all of them. May and, I ask if three of them were possibly bundled onto the same disc? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, that's well, one of the cases. Go. And the other two were free, so I didn't pay any money for them. Uh, I, they came with PlayStation Plus. Uh, but, so, okay, first order of business. Do you remember the PlayStation 1? Um. Oh god, that was uh, 3DO made that, right? Yeah Okay It had a Daedalus project on it Daedalus Encounters starring Tia Carrera Daedalus Encounters, I'm sorry, it's been a very long time Okay, well Yeah, no, I remember that The Sony PlayStation 1 had a lot of great platformers uh, That people remember Uh such as Spyro the no Spyro the <laughs> Dragon. Well, also a great Crash game. Bandicoot. So I played uh, the remakes of Spyro one through three. I'd already played Spyro one a while back, but never got to two and three. And those games very good. Two weakest one. I will say that. Why uh, is two the weakest? Mostly the level design. It's just not as good There aren't as many memorable places um, Also one of my favorite parts in the games Are the bits where you're like uh, Running on tracks to try to catch the egg thieves And um, you're like trying to cut them off at corners And everything And 2 doesn't really have any of that In fact I don't think it has any at all Which to me the... seems kind of like a waste So I've never played any of the Spyro games And I have like What? Pretty much no, yeah. I have like pretty much no point of reference for them. I've played like the tutorial mission that they put in like one of the PlayStation Underground discs, like yeah. some time ago. Are those three platformers more in the vein of a Crash Bandicoot, where you're just trying to get no. from point A to point B, or are they more like a Mario sixty four, where you are trying to complete objectives in like an open level? More the latter, although they're a bit mm. more linear than the Nintendo or the Mario sixty four. Okay. Because you know how I feel about collectathon games. I, d- I don't. Them. I don't. No, Larry. No, <laughs> I don't. 
but like the ones that i hate are stuff like banjo kazooie where there's just a lot of that oh it's so not if that. like so spyro is like more linear but still has like some of those elements in it like i probably would find that fun enough yeah i'd maybe you buy really, that you only have two collectible things in it it's just um the dragon eggs mm. or what's it there might have been a separate collectible in two uh, it's dragon eggs in the first and third ones at least i think it wasn't okay two. but it never it never gets more complicated than that no really. it's just it, th- it's never those, more than just a couple of them those are your stars basically um mm. and then level will have a certain amount of gems in it and you can collect all those and then that's it i don't gotta turn into some bullshit animal that controls like crap and do a bunch of really awkward platforming right no Okay, so then it, Spyro seems like it's probably fine. In the third one, uh, you get these other characters that you switch to for certain areas. Uh, and they have like their own sort of challenge. They have to get the egg in and everything. And they control a little bit differently. Like there's a monkey with a ray gun who's like a shooter. Um, there's a, a Do you to turn into a crocodile who's no. got like really slippery controls and got to eat a bunch of bullshit nope. and race against another crocodile nope. okay good well this sounds better than banjo kazooie then i will say three has some really bad hoverboard races that oh, are terrible no. like the collision on like you'll just crash into nothing on the ground which i think was the right. case in the playstation one version and has for some reason been retained here um, why did they put spyro on a hoverboard oh, he can no. fly i mean Spyro 3 also has skateboarding segments where you're well, just like in a skate, fine, walk, skate park and yeah they're very easy how do I also. unlock Spyro and Tony Hawk I don't know I don't think you can you you just have to settle for Spider-Man and Darth Maul well I mean that seems fine is Spider-Man and Darth Maul in the uh, remake no. I assume Darth Maul would not be but Spider-Man I don't think so because well no, I, I mean, don't think so because I don't think Activision like... has the rights to uh, Spider-Man yeah. anymore. Because that's, I don't know, but no, I don't think Spider-Man's in it. Officer Dick is. I know that. Okay. Um, well, better than nothing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Spyro one through three still good. Two definitely the weakest one. I would rank them Spyro one number one, number two Spyro three. And number three, Spyro 2. Okay. What else did you play, Larry Davis? I also played the remasters of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 and 2. Got all the trophies in those. Those were free with PlayStation Plus some time ago. And I was looking Mm. through things in my library and thought, ah, those are short. I can get through those pretty quickly. And I did. Still good. I remember us playing those a whole lot back in the day when they came out. It was mostly just like us goofing around in the multiplayer. I barely yeah. remember the actual single player in two. So that's weird to me that you don't remember any of it because those are extremely memorable campaigns and there were only a couple of levels that I did not remember. And they were actually the worst ones anyway. As both of those have pacing problems about two thirds to three fourths through them. Um, okay here's what i remember there's a tutorial uh you're in kind of like a training course thing and you do a big loop around it um kind of like u-shape and then uh that's in two there's a level yeah no no i'm talking about two two is the one i I don't think i actually played the first one i think i just played two 
Uh, okay. I remember you're in like Afghanistan or something. I don't, I don't know. Nuke goes off at the end of it, and you crash. That's in one. Uh, oh, maybe I did play one. <laughs> I don't know. Two is two is the one that's up on my shelf. Yeah, uh, I I might just like play one at somebody else's I, house. I specifically I remember we were playing two on the level yes. where um it's the one where Ghost dies. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, because that was when you were doing your famous Hank Hill and Ronald Reagan impressions. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. That's where that came from. Yeah, so it was that level, like in the woods in the chalet or whatever. And why Hank Hill is so good, though? I was impressing everybody on voice chat back when people used that pretty regularly. I believe that was right after uh, I just put my mic next to my computer speakers and kept looping "I'm the baby, gotta love me" over and over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, I remember the I remember the airport massacre level. Sure. And they they do that because they know that you're like an agent. They can kind of set up America. Uh, there's some part, level like that's that. so funny too because the character that you're playing as in that is just like some random army private that they decided to make a sleeper agent in this like in this Russian terrorist cell or something. Yeah. They were just like, we're gonna tat you up and. You're gonna go have to shoot some civilians But it's fine, it's for the greater good Even though, and yeah, it turns out They totally knew you were there And uh, it was a false flag To set up the Americans yeah. and stuff Isn't there a level that takes place In like the, the White House? Yep Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I vaguely remember yeah. Ooh, I want to stay at the Whiskey Hotel Yeah, yeah that, that's a I'm cool part I'm alcoholic um, <laughs> Yeah, um I By remember the way, to get also, the ghillie suit mission, of course, because that's, that's like the one. other really... Then I had to have played it. I might have just rented it or something, but I had to have played one then. Yeah, all ghillie I remember playing one. the ghillie mission. That's yeah. one where you uh, shoot Zakayev. So something cool about that, though, is um, in the remaster, they have filled in some plot holes that uh, mm. came from them retconning stuff later on. Specifically, in the part where you snipe Zakayev, um, they put... Makarov and Yuri in the car to the left Because in 3 You see that they like, they were the ones That drove him off after he got shot See so, I can't think of the name Makarov now and not think about the whole Jace Connors Oh yeah yeah thing. Well, yeah. Which I'm sure that is simplified. supposed to be A reference to Modern Warfare yeah. specifically yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there's that, and yeah. there's actually a trophy related to that. That if you shoot Makarov first and then Zakayev, then you get a special trophy for it, and uh, you also get like a time paradox screen, Milk Your Solid Three style. Oh, nice. Um, and then in two, in the no Russian part, uh, in three there was a flashback that showed that Yuri tried to stop the massacre at the airport and like collapsed near the um. Metal detectors You can go over to the metal detectors And see him collapse there So that's mm. neat Anyway uh, Yeah I don't, I don't remember how that game Even ends actually The okay. only other thing I remember about it Is there was like a level in the woods With like a couple of cabins And then I I want to say that was like a single player level But it was also in the multiplayer Like Map rotation too In the woods with a couple of cabins I'm not really yeah. sure Unless you're talking uh, about that one That I was just talking about 
Where it's like a chalet house in the woods. The, I think that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Okay, so here, I'll tell you. Modern Warfare 1. Let me think. Okay. You're with the SAS. Captain, or well, not Captain yet, Soap McTavish. You're going with Captain Bryce. You go on the boat. The tanker mission, you know. Uh, sure. Philanthropy. Take pictures of Metal Gear. Yeah. You head in, you're, you got the cloak thing, and you do the jump, and you crouch down and show your uh, butt. And take a bunch of pictures of the Commandant and send it over to Ghost. Yep. Well, Ghost is not very in angry one. at you. Um, anyway. Uh, well, I mean, he he shows up as a little cartoon avatar on the on the nerd. Yeah. Okay. You're supposed to say it's not a nerd, it's a node. No. You don't remember that from Metal Gear Solid yeah, 2? Yeah, I, I do. That whole thing where Raiden's told it's a node? Yes, And then I for know. some reason, like a fucking dumbass is <laughs> just like, a nerd? Yeah, that line and <laughs> a did are like the best lines in 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, you, um, <laughs> you go on the show. I love that game. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, you go on the ship. That is one way to describe find, it. Yeah. Find there's like a something nukes. Anyway, then you're yeah you're in Afghanistan or whatever. You go through stuff here, trying to find Al Assad. He's already dead though. It's just like recordings of him being played. Uh, then the nuke goes off, and then basically the rest of it is SAS. Uh, you're you meet up with Kamarov, who is a Russian loyalist who does not like the stuff Sakayev is doing. He's like a Russian. Uh, Splinter faction or whatever Um Which also funny playing these because The Russian loyalists are like the only good Characters in the whole thing like everybody Else really sucks Um which I guess makes sense Cause like Kamarov is a cool dude and is Helping you out and is not actively doing War crimes like everyone else And then at one point Captain Price just like Threatens to throw him off a building uh, For no like Apparent reason I don't know It's so Okay, my biggest problem also with 3, I've not played it since it came out, is that they kill off Soap at the end, uh, and then you just play as Price for the end of it. Even though Soap's like the main character, and Price is like, just kind of there on the side, but I think at some he point... He the tails to your Sonic. Kind of. Well, the thing is, I think the problem is that he was such a memorable character in the first one, that then they sort of brought him back for two like it kind of implies that he died at the end of the first one but i i vaguely remember that yeah like the character dying and then showing up in the next game you're you're on the bridge and he kind of collapses there next to you uh right before yeah, you shoot Sakai the at all there, yeah. there's like a whole chase with the trucks and then you end up on a broken bridge and Sakai shows up and you shoot him in slow motion while you're on the it, ground in my defense, I don't remember any of this because that game came out like 20 years ago. Well, yeah, I haven't played it since then. Yeah. But I'm saying like it's been everything a very about long it is time. super memorable. Of course, I also played it all on Veteran, which means you're seeing a lot of the stuff like multiple times trying to get through it. Mm -hmm. But... So yeah, then in 2, there's this whole thing where you're going to break out a prisoner like out of a gulag... Uh, and it turns out that's Captain Price And he gets this big dramatic thing Where he shows up and Escapes with you And so then I think That was kind of the indicator that Oh they're just like focusing on him now I wasn't a huge fan of 
you know, price is all right. He's a maniac, but whatever. They also changed some weird stuff, though, in the remaster. Uh, in the favelas part, which you also, I'm guessing you don't remember the chase through the favelas, even though it's another very memorable uh, part. I remember... I think I remember that, yeah, because I got... I got killed a lot in that level if I remember right there there was there was one where it was like a lot of sheet metal on the yep. sides of like buildings and stuff That's yeah I, I vaguely remember the favela level so actually I think part of this is because we played through all the spec ops stuff in 2 and those were using yes. campaign levels and I think that might yeah. be actually why you remember the areas but not necessarily the events that, it, that took place in them. that sounds about right yeah um but yeah, there, there's a part there where you capture this guy And a ghost is going to interrogate him Ghost and soap bar while you go off to chase this other guy And in the original one, um, ghost has like uh, Like the battery charger prong things, you know And he like, sure. like hits them together to make sparks and everything And I remember that pretty well For some reason in this they changed it to a blowtorch I don't really know what the deal is there Because later you see him and he has the battery stuff hooked up to him So it's I like know, Maybe it's change. like in Peace Walker Where they had to change it to like a tickle rod In one of the versions <laughs> Yeah, where then Snake goes <laughs> Yeah, because he's still acting like he's getting electrocuted Yeah They replaced all dialogue Except for that, apparently hmm. uh, Um it was like in the American version, right? They changed it to a tickle rod. It was. No, I don't think so. Uh, hmm. All right, I need to look that up later. But I remember at least one region they they couldn't do it as like an electrocution thing, which is that's, yeah, that's possible. bizarre to me. But I remember him getting electrocuted when I played it, so I don't know. Um, I thought happened. Maybe so... I'm making this all up. I don't know. Um, who's to say? Yeah Maybe I'm trying to gaslight you again And thinking that there is a tickle rod in a Metal Gear Solid game I mean there are weirder things In Metal Gear Solid games so Oh that's what, to... that was, that's what would make it so easy To yeah. trick you into thinking it's real So um, Yeah Modern Warfare 1 and 2 Still good I remember not liking 3 nearly as much As the first two but I, I never... don't know for now I'll play it I think I'll have to um, Once things cool down In new releases I'll uh, rent it from Gamefly Or something Play it on Xbox And see how it goes Because those The older games Are still expensive You want to buy them On the Xbox store For whatever reason like, Pay $25 for Black Ops 1 Which is another one I want to replay Because Black Ops is nuts mm. uh, I don't and... think I ever played 3 Probably not. Like that that was kind yeah. of when the fatigue started to set in. Sure. Uh I have pulled up right here in the Japanese version of Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, the names of the stun batons were changed to laughing rods due to censorship policies. For similar reasons, the rods tickle the victims rather than shock, though the frequency could result in the victim's death if raised too high. <laughs> okay. <sighs> sure. Oh Whatever. Yeah. I wonder if this retcons the torture chairs you're put in in one and two as tickle chairs. Ooh, it, it would basically yeah. it'd be like the tickle belt from SpongeBob. This is just like a tickle fetish's wet dream. 
<laughs> Garod that can just tickle people. Yeah. Revolver Ocelot going like, I have chicks with little poodles on them. Uh, this is all a fetish thing for Revolver Ocelot. He starts taking pictures of like Snake's feet while this is going on. Uh -huh. Oh, I hate it. Me too. I don't like anything about this. Yeah, so, you said you played six games, so the, like the Modern Warfare's and the Spyros, you didn't play anything else. Well, that's that's five. Um, I thought you said. I'm sorry. I thought you said you played Modern Warfare three no. as well, though. You no. didn't. So I that's said not I'm going the... to. Okay, so it no. is in the remaster thing. They did all three. They didn't just leave no. three out. They okay. did. Uh, the, what the, remaster, the remasters are done separately also The first one has the multiplayer oh. in it The second the is second only doesn't? the campaign Yeah What? Why? I, I don't know Multiplayer is better in the second Yeah, I, I don't know why they did that Maybe you can buy it separately I don't know But I know um, so weird, what man. I got on PlayStation Plus Is specifically Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered That's its title the okay. first one, uh, when I installed it, it installed everything. Uh, so that has multiplayer in it. I didn't play any of it because of whatever. People still playing that 2020 are going to be real freaks. Oh, yeah. Um, plus, but you no can get on mic and do a cool Hank Hill impression, and then everybody will think it's actually Hank Hill. Like, they'll be like, oh shit, Mike Judge is playing with those. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, um,. You never played Black Ops, right? No, I've never played Black Ops. You should, I, I've played you should play Black one Ops. and two, and I barely remember having played one, apparently. You should play Black so, Ops, though. Black Ops is wild. Blops. Yeah, Blops. Okay. I never played How Black Ops How can I get a hold two. of Blops? Uh, I mean, on Steam, I guess. Um, huh, okay. But, so Black Ops is like a Vietnam-era stuff. It's like all Cold War things. Uh, oh, I'm and, sure that's handled tastefully. Like, kind of. The thing is, <laughs> it's so bizarre and off the wall that none of it makes any sense. Like, there is no... The ideology is not clear enough to, like, work as any sort of propaganda. It's just, like, uh. complete nonsense start to finish. It's just... That whole game is just somebody read... The Wikipedia article on number stations And was like we should make a game out of this Oh man Because that's the okay. whole thing is like what do, You get Ed Harris screaming What do the numbers mean Mason In all these parts <laughs> It's it's pretty good Do they ever pair the number station stuff With like creepy doll music Yes Oh good so they specifically saw that That one I can't remember I can't remember I mean, the location but there's a lot just of that, them that, that one numbers well, there's in particular this one number station video that got really popular because of the music that is behind it and yeah. the fact that it's like a somewhat computerized woman's voice that's reading out the numbers. Yeah. Uh, but because like it does the it does the weird clown music and then it stops and she reads numbers and then there's a part where she gets like she starts aggressively reading them. Uh huh. Uh man, number stations are creepy. Yeah. Good stuff, uh, especially when Ed yeah. Harris is screaming about them. So, um, oh, I was going to mention, like, the writing in Modern Warfare 1 is actually fairly subdued, and this is something that I remember thinking was weird at the time, but in Modern Warfare 2, 
apparently somebody on the team or multiple people on the team heard the phrases Oscar Mike, Stay Frosty, and Hua and decided that everybody should say that all the time. <laughs> like to the point where they're using it like punctuation. There's a part where you like go to the safe house, find a person dead in it, and one of your um squad mates by the way, your uh, sergeant is Keith David in the uh, army parts, which is cool. But they go up to this body and he's like, uh, these seem like pretty weird tattoos for a Russian. Hoo-ah. And then uh, <laughs> Keith David's like, hoo back at him. <laughs> it's like, that, dude, that makes no sense. What are you doing? He only says, hoo you judge what he means based on the tone and inflection. Yeah. It's like Groot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, look, Keith David can say, we're Oscar Mike, or stay frosty. And, like, that's fine. When you have everybody else saying it constantly, they say that more, they say Oscar Mike more than characters in Arkham City say bitch. That's how often they say it. <laughs> oh, no, that's a lot. It is. Holy shit. Um,. That bitch cat woman. <laughs> Literally one of the first right to lines. to fuck her. Anyway, yeah. the last game I play, I have not finished this yet. It's going to be a while till I finish it because I looked, I have like four hours played in this, I think, and I'm at like 5% completion. So that's cool. Nice. 13 Sentinels. More game equals better than. Yeah, uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, which turns out I was right, it's pronounced Aegis because they say it in the game. The newest game from Vanillaware, you might know them, uh, from Odin Sphere, Muramasa, okay. Grim Grimoire. I've played none of these video Dragon's games. Dragon's Crown, that's one with a, play it. the buff Amazon lady. Mm. Also, oh, uh, the one with the witch game. with the big boobs. Yep, uh, their worst game. And uh, the, the 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 weirdly tiny elf girl in it. Yeah. Considering everyone else is some genetic monstrosity, she yeah. seems like the most normal person in the whole game. She's like the only one that looks like characters from their previous games too. Like everybody else yeah. is like, like some weird misshapen monstrosity. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Vince McMahon is looking at that soldier guy and just like, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Real good, pal. Yeah. We're real vascular. Oh. <laughs> this is like, gross. <laughs> like, it's basically like it would be that meme of him sitting at the desk, but just like him looking at the dwarf and sort of nodding. And then when it gets to the big soldier dude, it's when he falls back in the chair. Anyway. <laughs> uh,. 13 Sentinels does not have bizarre-looking characters like that. It is a visual novel game uh, crossed with real-time strategy. Although, well, it's sort of like ATB because it pauses when you can select an action, but the action does take place sort of in real-time. And it is about Mecha and Kaiju. At least they say Kaiju, even though they don't they look like mechanical. I don't know if that really counts. When did counts. this come out relative uh, to Pacific Rim? I mean, it came out a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, I mean, kaiju was the term before Pacific Rim. They didn't. Oh, I know, it. but that 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 setup is is very Pacific yeah. Rim. Um, 
<laughs> I, it came out. It came out in Japan a while ago. I think well, it got. It kept getting delayed for a long time. Um. But uh, yeah, it just came out here a couple weeks ago. I think. So. But it's not just that. There's the, uh, the obvious stuff of like teenagers piloting mechs, and you know, you have to get in the Ava, or I'll make uh. Fuyushika do it again. Well, I was oh, trying to think of one yeah. of the characters' name. There's a lot of characters in this, by the way, and uh, good luck remembering who is who. Especially because, because it's a Japanese visual novel, that means there's a bunch of time travel shenanigans and like weird stuff like that going on. And oh wait, right, plot. this is uh, this is the one that people were getting upset about, like the character portraits going like, "This is too section. This game's too horny for me." Ah! Yeah. Yeah, because the characters, when they get in the mechs, like, their portraits show them, quote, naked. Even though they're, like, silhouetted, it's not, not anything worth getting upset about. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it... I Ryan like it so naked far. after his round in the tickle chair. He had to cover up his junk. That's right, he could do cartwheels. Uh-huh. So, okay, my biggest problem with it so far is the localization issue. Do you remember in Shinmu? Yes. Oh, uh, probably not then. But go how? On. Yeah, you do. How he would always say like, "You remember that day?" Or oh where, yeah, where, where they you? have like the weird pause. Yeah, well, no, just like how he says that, like that day. Oh. Yes, have you seen that man? Yeah, that like that kind of thing, where they just keep saying that blank as though they can't be specific about it. From what I remember yeah. reading in comments on Giant Bomb when they did the endurance run, that's some sort of localization issue, where it's like a quirk of the Japanese language that for some reason was translated too literally or something like that. Okay. But, See, I thought it was that they couldn't just say last Thursday, because eventually you would get so far out past that that it just, the line wouldn't play anymore. Well, a lot of times they were talking about the specific date that happened when Landy killed his dad and everything. So they could have just said, yeah, but like also at the start of the game, like natural human speech, you wouldn't just say like the third, even though you're talking to somebody on the fourth, like you would just say yesterday. Yeah, I guess like to a point you would have to give a, a specific date because you got it so far past it that you would need yeah, to remind people but, of a very even... specific moment in time. But like in short term, you would refer to it as just like, last thursday or the other day sure but even so there were a lot of things where they would just keep saying that in reference to something specific like yeah is, so that's that's what i mean that was i thought that they did that specifically because they didn't have like multiple lines to refer to it yeah, so I, they just went with one blanket line i don't think that's it because in this okay. it's very strange because they will do it sometimes but not all the time they're so they see these kaiju that have like a well, actually, it's before you see them, but somebody talks about that kaiju. <laughs> kind of. So they're talking about the War of the Worlds, and they specifically mention War of the Worlds, and they describe the plot of it and everything. Except then they say it was by that famous author. <laughs> it's like, wait, you can't just say H.G. Wells? Like, is there some That's, sort of reason uh, <laughs> that? Yeah. And they do. They do that for other things a couple of times. And I'm not. It's just really weird when it happens. That's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, 
and then in other times they just sort of come up with analogs to it like there's one where they're clearly talking about et but they just call it something i think they call it xt or something so i extra terrestrial but with an x i mean at first i thought they were talking about extra but they were not later turns out Mm. it's definitely et but it's good so far um you wander around with a videotape you uh you have like thoughts that you can look at even though so far it hasn't gotten super deep into that uh it's kind of like disco elysium you know you have volumetric okay. shit compressor in your mind and you ponder it for a while and then you become a communist um but i i do like the character just like wandering around with a videotape like he's greg turkington in Japan or something. <laughs> hey guys. Oh man. But it's good. So far I haven't actually gotten to any of the branching path stuff. There's a flowchart button, so that's definitely going to happen at some point. I think it's going to end up like uh basically a zero escape game where you are seeing the different timelines play out and having one thing affect something in another timeline. I would guess that seems to be how it's going. But there are so many characters, and it's having you play through these prologues like in order. Like you'll just sort of see the beginning of their story, move on to the next one. I've done like five or six characters so far. I think I don't know how many there are. Uh, maybe thirteen, but I have seen at least sixteen Sentinels. So mm. misleading title. You bring that number of Sentinels down. Yeah. The other thing I'll say is the battles are fine. Uh, they get a lot better later on. Uh, like at the point I'm at now, that things are a little bit more hectic with like launching missiles and shooting them out of the air and stuff. But what I don't like about it is, for as good as VanillaWare's artwork is, you don't see any of that in the battles. Like it's all super ex- uh, abstracted. It's almost like um, you know, like war tables where they would do war games and like um, yeah. Uh, General George C. Scott is pushing around. Yeah, yeah, they got the yeah. little things they push him around on. It's basically that. Ben Horn is sweating his ass <laughs> off and, and yeah. screaming about. Yeah, the kaiju are coming. Here's uh, Jerry Horn <laughs> with a cheese pig. That's right. So, yeah, it's basically like that where you just have these icons that sort of indicate where the sentinels are, where the kaiju are. You don't see what they actually look like If you highlight it you get a little panel That shows what they look like But on the actual map itself You don't really see them which is kind of a bummer I would like to see The actual Kaiju getting blowed up It's just sort of a strange choice I think Yeah But 13 Sentinels so far I would say good Um, I will probably finish it Seems like it's pretty linear uh like 30 percent of people who played it have the platinum trophy so it can't be too hard oh jeez. you said five percent in and you played it for how many hours like four. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah i this is your version of ogre battle 64 well no because it's probably it... better uh maybe I, I played some ogre battle 64 last night and i'm enjoying that more than i did march of the black queen okay so. good yeah. I remember I, liking part of it. I think then, is it has an actual, it has like an actual story, which helps. Everybody's like March of Black Queen. Was, oh yeah, no, definitely they've been doing that already, like right yeah. out the gate. Yep. 
<coughs> excuse me um yeah no i i tend to look up how long to beat uh, just to get a rough idea of how much time i might be investing in a game especially because new consoles are are now less than a month away uh-huh. uh 44 hours for ogre battle 64 that is more game than i ever thought i would see on a nintendo 64 cart yeah um it's so it's I... not so much that i can't believe an rpg would be that long as it is just i did not know a nintendo 64 cartridge had 44 hours worth of game crammed onto it so i did the same thing for 13 sentinels because i was curious and yeah that's like it's 35 hours or so um Jeez. a lot of game yeah. in there i mean that's good uh, yeah i guess so like if they're gonna charge 60 bucks for a visual novel sure make sure yeah. you get a lot out of it um, and it is yeah. entertaining so i can't say anything bad about it really except for the weird translation things well so speaking of rpgs on on the nintendo 64 uh part of why i decided to just sit down and start playing ogre battle is uh realizing that i have a bunch of games that require the controller pack and that the battery on my controller pack is almost certainly going to die uh pretty soon since yeah. you know the the lithium batteries that they put in a lot of n64 cars and controller packs like at this point they're starting to go bad they've been going bad for years now it's some small miracle that mine still works in my ocarina of time cart and apparently in the controller pack as well uh because i tested that out with castlevania 64 uh but I thought that Ogre Battle required it, and then I played about two hours at Ogre Battle and looked at the box and saw that's just controller pack compatible, so I didn't actually need to rush to play that game. Saves uh, long story data. short, yeah, yes, I actually there's only two save slots on the Ogre Battle cartridge, so I guess the compatibility thing is if you want to have more save slots for Ogre Battle, but I really don't know who's running around with like four or five Ogre Battle sixty four saves. Me. Oh no, you're a freak. Yeah. Uh, it, it might be because there's multiple endings in that game, so I don't know, maybe you would kind of look ahead and make multiple saves so you can kind of get the different endings without having to completely play from the start, but I have I have no idea how to get those. I've not bothered to look that up yet. Uh, I do know at the start of that game they ask you five million questions, which is something they do in basically every ogre battle. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what do you fight for? What do you fight to destroy? Uh, what do you pledge to the gods? And, they, you know, they go through like 10 different questions and that influences like your stats and stuff. Uh, okay. But, long story short, uh, I realize because I don't need to really hurry up and play that game that I need to just start something else that does require the controller pack. So, uh, this weekend is all Quest 64, baby. Oh. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm on a fucking time limit to finish Quest 64. How long is that? Uh, but speaking of, well, so I was going to say, speaking of uh, how long RPGs are on the Nintendo 64, Quest 64 is like an 11-hour game. So Okay, that seems about right. Yeah, I can I can probably knock that out in a weekend. Uh, that's roughly... Actually, I think Castlevania 64 is longer than that. Uh, but a lot of that was just dying and having to restart at checkpoints. Carrying uh, bombs. Hard. Oh man, yeah, we'll get into Castlevania 64 before the month is up. Do a Great. big Castlevania episode. I just need to finish Bloodlines. So at least I'm back to playing good Castlevanias. Yeah. So yeah. then Retro Corner. Uh so my daughter started 
screaming about Silent Hill recently. Uh, so I had to pack her up, put her in the car. Take a trip on down to Silent Hill. Going down to Silent Hill. little vacation. Yeah, little vacation town. Maybe you've heard of it. Kind of yeah. like going to Lake Tahoe. Uh, and then there were a bunch of nurses and they wanted to cut me up. Uh, I played Silent Hill 1 and 2 a while ago. Uh, before this, I had actually played Silent Hill 3 and Silent Hill 4 The Room. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like I'm new to Silent Hill. Um, I mean, I've seen the Silent Hill movie. I think I know a thing or two about Silent Hill. Yeah. Sean Bean is there. That's right. He didn't die in it. <laughs> For the first time ever, Sean Bean did not die in a movie and it was he fucking didn't? Silent Hill. No. I thought he doesn't he did. even go to Silent no, the whole, so the whole thing with Sean Bean and Silent Hill is that that movie was supposed to just be about the female characters, and the studio was like, you gotta have a man! And so they wrote <laughs> this whole Sean Bean subplot of like, well, I guess her husband needs to fuck around and do some stuff, but like it ultimately doesn't go anywhere. So like Sean Bean just sort of drives to like the town near Silent Hill, if I remember right, and then like some cops are like, you gotta stop investigating Silent Hill, dude. We're sending you home. And then he goes home and he has himself a good cry. And then he sees the ghost of his wife and daughter, and then the credits roll. That's all Sean Bean accomplishes. Cool. But here's the thing. When they did the sequel, which is based off Silent Hill 3, for some fucking reason, yeah. uh, Sean Bean does die in that. Oh. But it's also not Sean Bean because I... Or maybe it is. I can't remember if they actually show him or not. I think they do because there's a scene where they justify like their name changes... Because uh, now, you know, you got to explain why Heather is here. Yeah. Yeah, I think they do show him. So he does die eventually. It's just not in the first movie. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't about the Silent Hill movie, actually. Uh, Welcome to the Sean yeah, Bean like... cast. <laughs> Number one Bean cast on the web. Um, That's right. Yeah, so. Wait, Roll that we... beautiful bean footage. <laughs> and it's just like him falling at the end of Goldeneye. <laughs> so over and over again. Yeah. Just him screaming and hitting the ground. Yeah, for England, James. <laughs> uh, so my first experience with Silent Hill uh, was just seeing in a, bu in a bunch of magazines, as, as many of these games end up starting out with me. But I had a demo disc from an issue of EGM, I believe, and it had a demo for Silent Hill for The Room. Yep. And I played that a whole bunch. It was really, really, really creepy. And so I knew, like, oh, these are, like, my kind of horror games. Like, these actually unnerve me. Uh, and so years later, I, I finally uh, acquired a copy of Silent Hill 3, off the back of a truck, loaded it up in an emulator. I had a uh -huh. good time with that. That was a, a decent game. Looked crazy uh, good at the time, too. Two did, too, actually. Um, but they, three, they I remember all, being wild. They all hold up really, really, really well. Even the think, original Silent Hill on the PlayStation holds up. Well, I think with two and three, a big part of it is that they're so grungy that it kind of works yes. with the compressed textures and everything. Uh, it does, yeah. But then they, they still do stuff where you end up getting, like, animating textures, yeah. which is, oh, it looks really good. Like, you've got blood trickling down the walls and mm -hmm. everything's turning fleshy. Heather going to flesh Atlantis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, those you got the dogs in like Silent Hill Four that sound like ja- jaguars. Am I saying that right? Jaguar. Yeah. Jag Jag Jagger. Yeah, moves like jaguar. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I finally decided to sit down and play Silent Hill One and Two. Uh, I was more apprehensive going into one because it is a PlayStation One game, and those can be extremely variable in how good they are, especially survival horror. Because uh, if you remember last week when we talked about the Dino Crises, uh, you know, survival horror was kind of hard to pin down uh, for yeah. some studios. But Silent Hill 4, Silent Hill One is a really, really, really good game. Uh, it makes great use of the fact that the draw distance is shit. Yeah, cover cover everything with fog, but like it ends up working out really well in masking. Like you start to feel very uncertain about where you're going or what might be waiting for you, even a few feet in front of your face, and that kind of helps with making you very unnerved while you play it. Yeah, like I think. Uh, I think people often want to just blame the fog like as like ah oh, it's a PlayStation 1 game they worked around it or something but like they're on PlayStation 1 you can see way farther than that in other PlayStation 1 games yes. like it was definitely an intentional choice. I want to say in that remake not remake but the like remaster that they put out that was all kinds of fucked that they actually made the draw distance better and it kind of fucks up the game. Yeah. Well that was in like two. when you're able to Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the the same theory would apply, though. Like, if you can see some of the stuff coming at you, it's less scary. When you hear, like, some weird monster gurgling in the distance and you just have, like, a rough idea of where it might be, that kind of gets under your skin. You don't know if you're about to get jumped or not, but you know something is out there. Yeah. Well, also, I think the case in the HD thing for 2 was that it kind of messed with the scripting of the game. Like, they would have things set up so it would sort of come out where you couldn't see it. Uh, sort of like yeah. when sometimes they will do re- uh, remasters with like widescreen. You, uh, the Sly Cooper HD ones did this. Oh you yeah, could you see, see something like pop in. Yeah, just like where normally it would be like off screen, but now you can just see something show up there, or like just sort of slide off to the side and not animate for the rest of the cutscene or things <laughs> like that. Yeah, pyramid head just sliding around for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, like, uh, the the opening, I think, of Silent Hill 1 is actually maybe the best opening of any video game I've ever played. It does such a fantastic job of just establishing, establishing its atmosphere and kind of the basic way that you're going to control yourself. Because it, you know, you get the whole, you get the intro through, and then you kind of just wake up in this, like, alleyway, and you're slowly making your way through it, and the camera angles are just getting increasingly fucked up and weird. Mm-hmm. And then you enter into this next area where it's just fully a nightmare. You're completely enclosed in chain link fences. It's dark. There's just metal grinding. There's like a, a tooth drill playing as the music. Uh, and the camera angles are continuing to get fucked up. You see weird shit. And then you eventually just hit a dead end and a bunch of murder babies come out of nowhere and just start stabbing you to death. And there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. You can try to run back to the start. But now, like, the entrance is completely closed to you, so your only option is to die. Yep. It's so good. It is such a good opening to that game. And then you, you wake up in the diner, and you meet uh, Sybil, uh, who is a fantastic character. Uh, but a cop. Basically, she's... Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Never mind, I take it back. <laughs> okay. Good. 
She might have shot somebody. I don't know. She shot Actually, I wonder. a kid. <laughs> it looks real enough. <laughs> uh. Yeah, the super soaker. I just started unloading. Just dumping. <laughs> yeah, uh, candy bar. So I didn't I started get blasting. <laughs> Uh, you you wake up inside that diner and then you got like the uh, the, the Stephen King poster in there saying "Read, damn it," which is really good. Yeah. Um, but that starts introducing you to like here's your how you save, here's your map, uh, give you a weapon, and then a fucking pterodactyl flies in through the window, so you got some shit you got to deal with. Uh, which is really good at establishing like enemies can come out of nowhere, they can attack you at any time, and you need to think really quick and ready up and take them out. So, like, everything about the way that that opening is structured is really good at just at selling you what kind of horror you're dealing with, uh, what you can kind of expect from just movement and the changing camera angle, and then, you know, how combat actually works and the importance of using a map and making use of saves. Uh, I would say, though... extremely effective. Most importantly, uh, shout-outs to Akira Yamaoka, who is, like, I yeah. think the main reason that series has endured the way it has. As the soundtrack yes. stuff is superb. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it is up there with like Terminator stuff, where they just put like the microphone inside of a piano. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But for him, it's just here's a bunch of drills and metal scratching. This stuff barely qualifies as music, but it is uh, unnerving as hell. Like uh, the Gran Turismo which, people, like putting the mics under the cars. Yeah. They should have done that for Red Dead Redemption. The the they should. Have, they should have been like, uh, we put the mic underneath the horse. <laughs> yeah so i think i've told this story on, on the podcast before or at least back on a different podcast but it bears repeating since we're talking about silent hill said it once but before like when I was but in... it bears repeating now yes are you done <laughs> do you want no. to keep going no okay <laughs> Uh, when I was in high school, this is the period of time I was getting really interested in Silent Hill, but just never actually like got a hold of the games outside that demo. Uh, but besides that fact, I was also getting way into the movie Akira and wanting to get a hold of the comic and everything. What's that? And so there was a... Uh, it's by a guy named Otomo. Uh, it's a Japanese comic, a manga. What's that? Uh, it's about psychic kit. Uh, it's a book that you read. It's got pictures in it and words, and it goes from right to left instead Sounds of dumb. left to right. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Uh, anyway, I there was a kid I knew in high school uh, who was lime wiring a lot of stuff and burning CDs for people, and I was like, "Hey, can you give me like the soundtrack to Akira?" And what I got instead was a lot <laughs> of Akira Yamaoka music okay, on that yeah. CD, and sure. I was very confused about what the soundtrack to Akira was for a while. Yeah. Yeah, why is this a There's nine inch nails bootleg? <laughs> There's some Godzilla music in there too. So Oh sure. Was, was did it have the P. Diddy song? I don't remember. The one that sampled um Cashmere by Led Zeppelin? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, it did have actual tracks from the Akira soundtrack on there, but only like one or two. It was mostly Silent Hill music. And so again, having no frame of reference for uh, for Akira and only having played the demo of 4, I was, I was very confused for a moment and thought that Akira's soundtrack was just a bunch of scraping and metallic wailing for a while. Yeah. Should have uh, been. But anyway. 
That was still a great mix CD, though, man. I mean, the Silent Hill soundtrack is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, for Silent Hill, I think it's just, it it really holds up. It's a very solid survival horror game on the PlayStation 1. I, I mean, it's scarier than any of the Resident Evil games. I think I actually enjoy it more of the than the Resident Evil games. Uh, oh. I like finding Cheryl's notebook, and it just says, Murder School? And then Harry going like, I think my daughter's at the school. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, the thing about the Resident Evil games, though, is that they're not scary beyond, like, the first hour or so, and then it's just like, sure. you're just running around with a grenade launcher blasting yes. everything. They are more campy than they are scary, which is yeah. fine. I still like them a whole lot. Uh, with Silent Hill, they genuinely try to get under your skin. Uh, th there is... The, the puzzles in the game are also like they you actually have to think about them a whole lot more like there's one where you solve like a riddle and you have to play the right keys yeah, on no. the piano yeah i was going to mention yeah. uh like good luck with the piano puzzle um yep so um, um, my experience with silent hill i would say was um never played the first one uh i remember reading about it in game magazines and just seeing like in the magazine this tiny screenshot of Harry surrounded by the knife babies and being like well, that seems pretty cool but I don't know if I could handle it because like remember at the time I was like seven or eight or whatever yeah um and was scared by the first Resident Evil uh but then two came out and I tried playing that and uh as I I think I've even mentioned here before <clears throat> uh there's part of the beginning where you Passed by like a white car and a thing skitters out from underneath it. I was like, "That's oh, yeah. it. I am not playing any more of this." <laughs> and I returned it, um, which I was trying to find footage of to show you the exact part, and I could not find it anywhere. And then I guess it's just like random or something. But I finally yeah. found one where it happened. Uh, it but... eventually did happen to me. It. I don't think it is even necessarily that one car is just within that area. There's multiple cars where it can happen. Yeah, but it was just like the the white one specifically. I remember it anyway. Yeah. So even though you told me I had a moment where I was just like shit, shit, fuck, yeah. and just started like trying to bash it. <laughs> so then there was a demo in OPM for Silent Hill Three, and I played that. And I liked it, but again, too spooky for me, so I never played the actual game. Silent Hill 4, when that came out, I played it. Ugh. And um, I liked it until you get to the part with the invincible ghost enemies, and it was just like too yeah. irritating, and I just like quit playing it because of that. It wasn't because I was spooked by it or anything, it was just like, I don't want to deal with this. 4 uh, still has a really good atmosphere, it is just... yeah. Needlessly frustrating and honestly just kind of not that good. Yeah, like I, I, I think I it gets like more the of a bad rep than it deserves. I, but I really still. like all the bits in the room, like when it starts, like, yeah, uh, stuff starts creeping in and everything. That stuff's yeah. good, but yeah, there's a hole in my bathroom, so I guess I should just crawl through that. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, oh, there's a giant lady's face here. That's weird. Yeah, um, but I remember when I was doing streams i want to say real quick there's that bit where like he picks up the phone and it's just like static on the other end and then somebody says something and he notices that like the cord is cut yeah uh and so for a preview for a stream i had edited that so when he picks up the phone it's just coach mcgurk going 22 2 2 <laughs> 22 and then harry or not harry but the guy just looking at it going like 
Ah, the core is cut. Should have just been the clip of McGurk saying, Remember when I was yelling about my mother? Oh no, I had, that actually might have been it. Okay. I need to go back and find that actually. It's been a few years, but yeah, I was really proud of that edit. Nobody saw it. <laughs> um. So then they released, in my opinion, the best Silent Hill game, Shattered Memories, mm, for the Wii no. and the PlayStation Fuck 2. off. Get off this podcast. Hey, it what's terrible? No, it isn't. What's yes, wrong it with is. you? Ah, oh, it sucks so much. What's the worst part about Silent Hill? Uh, like in general or that yes. specific game? Oh, no, in general, um, nothing. They're perfect. The combat. Combat sucks in no. every one of them. Guess three what? Three is mostly combat. They like yeah. three tones down the actual survival horror stuff and like the actual puzzle mechanics. And three is fucking great because Heather gets an Uzi. And shattered memories, no combat. So it's the best Silent Hill. Bullshit. It all. It also only has like one enemy type, and that sucks. Like if they remove Who the cares? combat, fine, whatever. If you come up with a, an appropriate substitute for the combat, like hiding and running away from stuff and Which trying is to what like you do. maybe maybe alter stuff in the environment so they can't get to you. Uh-huh. That would be totally fine. But like, you need to have more than just one enemy. I need Why? more spookums. Why does it matter? Uh, because, part of, because part of the fun of Silent Hill, for me, at least in terms of like lore and stuff like that, is how the nightmare that you are in shapes itself based on your insecurities and your fears and your inadequacies as a person. So, like, with Silent Hill 2, stuff like Pyramid Head just represents, uh, why am I blanking on his name, the main character of that game? James. James. It represents James's rage and his anger and his resentment. Right, which and is so, why Pyramid like, Head keeps coming back. Which is bullshit, because he absolutely should not keep coming back in games. He is unique to, yeah, he's unique to James and James's nightmare. Uh, the same with like the nurses that are because he was in the hospital so much with his wife and then the nurses end up manifesting inside of the nightmare. And so like that stuff is really, really cool to me seeing how all those like kind of creep in. Like in the first game, it seems to be that the nightmare creatures, uh, which by the way, also cool game. Nightmare <laughs> no, <creatures>. terrible. <laughs> I know it's, it's bad. Um, but like those, Harry is existing within Cheryl's nightmare, so those creatures are not unique to Harry, but rather to Cheryl. And when you start finding out her backstory, you see how those different monsters end up kind of like factoring in. Mm-hmm. Anyway, point is, when you then start removing the unique monsters from the game, you start shedding away that part of the lore, it becomes significantly less interesting to me. In the same sense, when you then have guys like Pyramid Head continue to show up, and you kind of like reduce the fact that the nightmare is unique to the character you're playing as, I also get less interested. The pyramid head thing also is weird because they did specifically talk about that aspect of the lore for, um, what was it? Homecoming. Because the whole thing was like, these things like represent, uh, his <sighs> memories of war or whatever. Yet still, yeah. here's pyramid head. Everyone's favorite. Here's some nurses. That's I think weird. they tried to retcon it as like it was a a form of like some sort of punisher that existed within the town of Silent Hill back in the olden days and that yeah, like, it was they like would an perform executions, which is dumb. Like that also should not be a thing. It should just be that this is unique to James. Yeah. Um, but my point is that 
Shattered Memories removes all of the combat and everything and makes it into a purely story-based experience, which I like a lot more. I also really like the sort of interludes in the uh, psychiatrist's place and then sort of the reveal at the end that it's uh, Cheryl and uh, Harry actually died a while back. Like I like all that stuff. I think that Shattered Memories is a game that conceptually could work out very well but that the execution on it is just not where I wanted it to be. Like, the psychiatry stuff is very interesting to me, but I wish that that system actually was more deep than just, hey, uh, did Harry, was like, he, he chast, or did he fuck all the ladies? Chast? And then, oh, the cha- chaste? Chasta McNasty. <laughs> yeah, chaste. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we'll be talking about a certain McNasty before the end of the month. Ooh. Well, no, that's I thought it was chast, I didn't think it was chaste. Yeah, Grant the nasty. Yeah, if you're feeling nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, like that. A lot of that, the 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 level of choice that you have and and how you shape that ending is just very like of its time. Sure, like I mean, choose the light at the end of the game. game. Like, yeah, it 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 wasn't ever going to be super complex. But like if the if you did that kind of game now, I think you get really interesting with that. You can well, make that also, a lot more subtle. I would also say part of it is that it started as a Wii game, and so part of that is like using the yeah. Wii Mote to point the flashlight around and like having the phone calls come through the Wii hey, speakers, and like that was a neat bit in it. Yeah, but you got to use the Wii Mote, so no yeah. thanks. Pass. Yeah. Like, that's part of my problem with it, too. If you... So, okay, again, if you did that, and it was a VR game, and you had the touch controllers, and that was used for the flashlight, that would be cool. Uh Uh-huh. I'd be into that way more. Movement would then be an issue. Uh, But then again, my argument for that would be, uh, you should feel sick to your stomach and dizzy if you are in the (laughs) world of Silent Hill. Yeah. Well, we'll find out how this will pan out in a couple of years because uh, Corey Barlow is working on a spiritual successor to Shattered Memories. I don't know if you saw oh, that, boy. but I'm no, interested. Well, like you might like that more if it's not directly tied Maybe. to Silent Hill lore. Also, Maybe. I, you know, not Corey Barlow. That that's kind of whole... I don't remember. No, his name it's a. Uh... I don't remember his name either, but I know who you're talking yeah, about. He's the guy that like ended that. up becoming like the steward of Silent Hill. But like, no, part of my problem he with that did too... that one and then quit, and then he made um, her story and telling. Oh, lies. then I'm thinking of okay. Then I'm thinking of somebody else. There, there is specifically a guy, uh, an American dude, who is kind of like running Silent Hill, or did at least for a while. And, uh, the guy uh, that made a, like Homecoming and Downpour. Yeah, and so like under his stewardship, like that franchise really just went down the shutter so says Um, mr stewart but but then like at at the same time i kind of question how much of that is him and how much of that is konami fucking around don't know like i i know at least with the uh hd remaster thing that for a while a lot of people just blamed that dude as completely fucking it up and kind of just not understanding what to do with silent hill and then like it kind of came out later that like no, he did the best that he could with what he was given because Konami provided him, like, alpha builds of all the games. Yeah, because they had lost the code for the final yeah. versions or whatever. Um, yeah. Which is, unfortunately, something that seems to just keep happening. <laughs> like, 
at least with the Nintendo like data leak thing, Nintendo keeps their source code, man, which is good. Uh, but like Sega loses it all the time. Konami has lost it a bunch, so it's a bummer. Anyway, Silent Hill three. Uh, no, Silent Hill two. That's the oh, other two. game that I played. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were doing yeah, all three four is... of them. No. Well, I mean, you know, I don't mind talking about them, but the only two that were on the list were were one and two because I okay. already played three before this. Um, but yeah, I, like two, I think three might actually be my favorite in the whole franchise, but like two is extremely good. Like we had mentioned how well it holds up. That game still impresses me to this day that that is all running on a PlayStation two. It looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is it's still a survival horror game. They didn't push yet into combat uh, the way that three did, but it is not as complicated as the first Silent Hill. I think they probably looked at that and said like, these puzzles are, are too tough. Maybe people bounced off of it because we put this fucking piano thing at the start of the game, and nobody liked that. Uh, I liked it, though. I thought it was... I like how much the first Silent Hill gets you to actually think about its puzzles, and it's not just, find the eagle crest. You need it to get into the sewers? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Put the lion crank in the lion hole, or whatever. (laughs) Oh no, I don't want to put anything in the lion hole. Chris looking at the lion hole and just kind of thinking for a moment, looking down at his crotch, looking at the lion hole and going like, nah. This isn't Chris's lion hole. (laughs) Oh no. Chris is stuck in the lion hole and is just yelling for Jill the entire game. (laughs) Help! I got stuck in this lion hole down in the lab. I need you to get these three I.O. discs to get me out of here. The only way to relax the lion hole. Um, thinking about the bomb thing in Castlevania 64, and I already know I'm going to have to bring up Resident Evil again in a couple of weeks, so that's great. Um, a bomb. Yeah. Don't worry, JC. I'll just dump it out over the river. Great. Uh, so, Silent Hill 2, though, like, I, again, I... The lore in that game, I think, is probably the biggest draw for me. Uh, you know, kind of going back to Pyramid Head briefly, the fact that, like, the penultimate boss fight of that game is you just killing two Pyramid Heads signifies James trying to overcome that side of himself. But, like, the whole bit leading up before that where you're in the, like, hotel that you had stayed at, and it's it, like, burned down at some point, so it's, like, a normal hotel for a while, and then shit is on fire, and then you're going through, like, the burnt remains of the hotel. Like, that's really, really cool. That bit where you meet what's-her-face on, like, the staircase and everything is on fire is, like, so surreal and, and neat. And that is, like, the bit where they confirm that the nightmare shapes depending on the person experiencing it because you run into this lady several times who like she's obsessed with her mother she can't find her mother she seems like a child trapped in an in an adult's body uh, but she sees you as her mother multiple times and then at like the end she kind of backs up and is like wait a minute you're not my mom um so she's experiencing her own weird nightmare concurrent with yours that the world as she perceives it is not the same as the world as you perceive it and, like, that stuff is really neat when it starts getting into that at the end of the game. Uh, but then, yeah, like, the, the final boss fight, too, where you find out you, you done murdered your wife. And so now you have to murder your wife, but as a monster chained to a bed, just flying around the fucking room. 
squad yeah. a shotgun shoot her a few times whatever i don't know i also, want a divorce i feel like uh some of that is very obviously influenced by eraser head like specifically like the bit where she's in the bed yeah very much like the lizard baby or whatever hey uh, y'all i'm the baby from eraser head <laughs> I made that movie 30 years ago. Stop asking me about it. Man, when's the new Eric Andre coming out? I don't know. Not Must soon be enough. Soon. Yeah. He's bald. Bald Eric. Yes, he is. Everyone's going bald this year. I'm bald. Eric is bald. Uh, H-Bomber guy apparently is bald now, too. Great. I was just ahead of the curve, it turns out. Yeah, no, you adopted the bald with beard look before the rest of us did. No, uh, I was born in the bald. <laughs> you merely adopted it. I was molded by it. <laughs> yeah, in many ways. I didn't see hair until I was a man. <laughs> <sighs> Mark, I... I was wondering what would break first, your hair follicles or your body? <laughs> <laughs> Quite a nice head of Shapes. hair on you. For you. <laughs> Shaves Bruce Wayne and just dumps him in a pit. Yeah. <laughs> the, doc- the doctor in the pit's just applying Rogaine to him while he's like dangling from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get his hair back before he can get out of the pit. Yeah, Gotham will never accept a bald Batman. <laughs> I just like that it implies that, like, the Batman cow just has a space carved out in yep. the hood so everyone can see Batman is bald now. Yep. Exactly. Oh, boy, I hate all of this. Uh, I can't remember what I was talking about. Oh, Eraserhead. Yeah. And and bald people with beards. Apparently, being Max Payne is in style now. Yes, exactly. Look, that's a good look. The Max Payne it 3 is. look. I just need to get some khakis and some Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirts, shirts and just, yep. uh, yeah, go, yeah, fall go, into it completely. Blow some guy's leg off at an airport. Oh, man. I still am, like, very regretful that the Xbox 360 didn't have any kind of capture stuff, because I remember that bit when you're in the stadium, and, like, I flew backwards with, like, two Uzis and shot into a dude's crotch a whole bunch, and then it just, <laughs> like, jump cuts to him running up, kind of panting to his friend, being like, I got him. <laughs> Oh, so good. That game was great. Of, speaking of series, there will never be another one. Uh, Max Payne. Oh, God, it makes me so angry. Yeah, I really wish they would just do another because three was extremely good. You probably won't agree with me. I think three is the best one. Uh, you're right. I do not agree, but I think it's the second best one. It's it's really good. I'm assuming your first best is number two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't agree with it, but I can see. I I accept your ranking of Max Payne's as being valid. Well, three, I I actually think sort of the problem with three is that it's a bit too long. It drags on a bit too long. Um, yeah, two sure. is short, nice, in and out, done. Shoot yeah. some guys, make them fall into boxes. Havoc physics. It's a new thing. Have Max roll around and out. knock over chairs. Yeah. Apartment six six seven. The neighbor of the beast. <laughs> there, God, I, I'll maybe bring this up to you after the podcast. The, the new best of the worst that Red Letter Media put up. You should, you should give that a watch. Okay, fine, I will. Yeah, 
There's a movie deal. called American. There's a movie called American Rickshaw. One of the the things that gets brought up in the movie is that a guy was born on six six sixty six, and so it gives him like the power of the dragon or something like that. Cool. My issue with this is he should have been born on six six sixty because then it would just be six six six. That's what you're trying to get at. There's a year that will make that work. Why don't you? Why are you just going to six 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 six? Anyway, um, Donald Pleasance is in that movie too. Oh, cool. By the way, from Wake yes. and Fright. Uh huh, and he oinks like a pig a whole lot, that and then sense. gets fucking like video dromed at the end of it, and like a pig bursts out of his body after he gets shot. Cool. Yeah, you should watch that best of the worst. Long um, live the new pig. Oh yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. Closing thoughts. Silent, on Silent Hill. Hill. Silent Hill 2, great game. Silent Hill 1, great game. Silent Hill 3, great game. Silent Hill 4, eh. 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 It's okay, I guess. Eh. They got those, uh, you know, the enemies that, like, they they walk on their hands and they got, like, the two doll faces and the cloak on, and and those Those are are neat. So it's not, yeah, it's not an entirely bad game. No. It's just not really fun to play for most of it. It's got that weirdo, like, what is he, a newspaper reporter or something? Like, keeps showing up at your door. Or is he a detective? I need to get a scoop on Pyramid Head. Have you heard anything about him? What is he? Is he a detective? Because I thought that was in three. The the older dude that's with Heather. Yes, the older the older dude with Heather in three is a detective. Well, he's a private investigator. There's oh, a distinction right. between those two things. Uh, you know, deliver the girl, wipe the debt. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. He his whole thing is he's supposed to try to like deliver Heather to the cult. Um. Yeah, and then the Colts' whole thing is they want to again. Uh, they Create want the God to be God through Heather. Uh huh. Make yeah. God for me. God damn it! Just do it. Bar- barf up the fetus. Yeah, and then well, you got to take the Glophidus, and that makes it you barf it up. Uh, the fun thing was I had played that game, got to the very end, and then I did the thing that I usually do where I don't play for months, and so I played it on stream, and someone who was way into Silent Hill came in. And I had no idea what to do on that part of the game, and they refused to tell me until I eventually just went through every menu item and figured out that you got to use Glophidus. Because by that point, I forgot that that was even an item that I was given. Well, I mean, also uh, Silent Hill has habit of being like, if you examine this item, you get the bad ending. Uh, yes. Though so it doesn't yeah, exactly it can encourage be very experimentation. Ob- yes, it can be very obtuse about the way it handles certain things. Although I do like uh, how the end boss in that, like, you just run to one side and hit it with a club a bunch and it can't hit you. Well, the fun part about that, too, is I kept trying to fight it normally and I kept dying to it. And then eventually I also just figured out you just run up to the side and wail on it and it won't hit you. It's a very, like, Dark Link scenario. Just yeah. crouch and attack and yeah. you can't do anything. Uh, yeah, I, I like all these games a whole lot. Um I'd say the first Silent Hill is maybe like uh, a couple regular pyramid heads, but then you also got like one of those off-brand pyramid heads from the other game. It's just like that little bit shy of being perfect. Uh, but Silent Hill Two is just like a whole fleet of pyramid heads, all of them pristine, uh, all of them built exactly like the last. It's completely perfect. It is a fantastic game. Uh, if you were looking for something scary to play in October. And you only got one game that you can play. Silent Hill 2 should be that game. All right. I'll throw in an extra uh, sexy nurse, too, uh, just for funsies. Oh, good. You got something to look at. Yeah. Don't put her around the pyramid heads. 
I, I put don't, a, don't do it. I put a sexy nurse in there. And just a little something for daddy. <laughs> I got, I got these, oh, no. I got these flesh nurses out in international waters. James, no, stop it. <laughs> All right. That bit in the that bit at the start of the second game where you walk in and the pyramid head is like gesticulating in front of one of the nurses. Yeah. It's supposed to be implied that it's raping her, but he's not making any contact. But yeah. it's still fucking weird and upsetting. Yeah, like that was always the thing. I rem- I remember seeing that part, and uh, yeah, I had heard about like a pyramid head raping the other the flesh nurse or whatever. I looked at, it, I was like, man, I. This is a. Uh, it is. This is less realistic than the sex in the room. Yeah, it it is a. I think a case of we can't show you what this is, but we can certainly make you feel like it is what it is. Yeah, like uh, it's still upsetting to look at. Guess, yeah. So it succeeds in that respect. Yes. But you know that was also uh, the time before games could say the fuck word. Well, you know, uh, just redo the scene, but bring in special guest director Oscar Noe, and then it will really, really fuck you up. Gaspar Noe. Gaspar Noe. I'm sorry. Yeah. All I remember is the intro to Enter the Void and then falling asleep for the rest of the movie. It's about right. The yeah. movie's not great. No, it, it really isn't. But the the intro credits for it are fantastic. Oh, sure. It's a visual assault. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, those are the Silent Hills. Uh, those are the hills we know we know. That's right. Uh, next week I'll have some more games. I need to figure it out, actually. Would you rather do a big Castlevania episode where we just really dig into all these Castlevania games? Yes. Or would you want that split up between two weeks? I would rather have all Castlevania all the time for one episode. Okay. Then we will have a big... We will blow our assholes out on Castlevania at the oh, end of this month. Oh, yeah. Uh which means next week probably will be Splatterhouse and Echo the Dolphin, so I really hope there's more news. Okay. I need there to be more video game news. Please. Well, by next week, I might have more to say about 13 Sentinels, hopefully. That is true, yeah. So, Until then, goodbye, Pyramid Heads. Uh... For England, James? No.